The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioca. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioca here with Ken Charles and we're talking savings and investments and your retirement as always here on the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, the motto and the philosophy of the Max Out Savings Show is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And, and, and you know, we always kind of start the show talking about that. And we're, we're going to be talking about savings. We're going to be talking about uh, the markets, you know, what a lot's happening around the world uh, in the investment markets. We're going to be talking about some uh, – some, uh, Everything from uh, inflation of, of food of food areas over to uh, the uh, after tax, uh, uh, the difference between after tax and pre tax for IRAs. Uh, and in, but you know, I wanted to really touch space. Uh, Kevin, did you see that situation with the the break, the cyber break ins? Yes, and I saw that yesterday. It got even worse from what we were talking about last week, where China had hacked into some government databases, and yeah. now it's it's even more. You know, it's just I, honestly, I, you know, I, I do my max out saving show. We want to really help people save money, build up wealth, give them ideas in the market. Uh, you know, we talk about a lot of issues because we want to help people understand issues and everything from savings to politics. And you know, I don't, I don't know why I bother. I really don't. It, it, I, you know, we had uh, a Congressman McCall, mm-hmm. uh, Chairman of Homeland Security, on the Max Out Saving Show. It, it's probably been three years ago, and it might have been five years ago. We've had him on a couple times. And one of the things we talked about, we had a great conversation with him, was cyber attacks and cyber terror. And, and, and it was actually an outstanding show. When we got really good information, people weren't talking about it. They didn't even know what cyber was five years ago. Right. And so we try to educate people on that. We try to help them out to understand what the situation is with it. And here we are five years later and the Obama administration let this is a catastrophic cyber attack. The, they they managed to somehow get a hold of all the records of federal employees. They managed to get their social security identification numbers. Then to compound it, they had another cyber attack that that they they got what what's called you just heard at the break the form eighty six, which I'm not really sure what that is, but it's basically the forms that. When you want to apply for a security clearance, you've got to tell them everything about yourself, all the dirt, everything, so that they can approve you. And, and you know, I mean, the, the, a lot of people with uh, security clearances aren't perfect people, but they just want to know about it to make sure there's something that they really can't get. And they also include in that form relatives. And, and relatives. And, I mean, it, that's pretty scary when you think about somebody who's operating in another country and their relatives have now been exposed as to... Yes. If somebody wanted to, uh, you know, do a little coercion, they've got to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, and this is just, so the Chinese have got all the dirt on all the federal employees in the United States, including military and including our intelligence people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what the hell are these people doing up there? It's absolute, utter incompetence for for something like this to have happened. I mean, the only thing worse would be if the Chinese could somehow hack into our nuclear system and launch the missiles. And by the way, from what I've seen in this situation, I would bet on the Chinese hacking into our missile system. That they could already do it. That they, I, I would bet they can already do it. I mean, as near as I can see, nice. we are absolutely incompetent on this. I, I read one thing, not to interrupt, but the, I did read one thing about encryptions, that a lot of this information was not even encrypted at all. And that the the guys in charge are like, well, you know, encryption doesn't always work. There's no guarantee, but we're going to do it now. <laughs> no, like- it, it's the, the problem we have is is our our technology is absolutely riddled with backdoors and security flaws, mm-hmm. and a lot of it was purposely put there, and now it's been turned against us. 
and and this is just astonishing. And here, here's this is a couple thoughts I'm going to give on this. And, and we've looked into this. And like I said, we've had people when no one was talking about this. We were talking about this on the Max Out Savings Show. And and and, and we I, I think I talked the, uh, the the Chinese have built an entire industrial base on stolen technology from the United States of America in hacking. No, as near as I can see. I, I, I have a message for Russia, uh, for Spain, for uh, Russia, Spain, England, France, Germany, Brazil, South Africa, Israel, Italy, every single country in the world. If you're not trying to steal American secrets, you're crazy because obviously it's, the door is wide open and nobody gives a damn about it. And here's the best part about it. You can steal American technology. You can steal Americans' personal information. You can compromise the United States here, there, here, there, hither and yon, and you will get absolutely no, you will pay no price for it. it. So it's like if we allowed people to break in and rob houses in the United States, and if they, even if we catch them, we do nothing to them, what would happen? And we'd have absolute anarchy. And they had a golden opportunity in this situation with 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 the uh, with with Korea, uh, North Korea attacking Sony. They did a hundred million dollars worth of damage to Sony. Mm-hmm. They compromised Sony systems. They leaked emails. They caused numerous damage. We should have set. Please, someone please call me up and ask, tell me why North Korea was even allowed to to access the Internet in any form, including satellites, after that happened until they agreed to never do it again. Right. And if you want to call, by the way, 713-339-1070 is the number. You can talk to Ted about this or uh, various other topics. This is a hot one, though. This is a hot Uh, one. This is a catastrophic failure Mm -hmm. of of our operations in this country. And and look, let me give you a couple things I'm seeing. As near as I can see, it's almost impossible to sit there and and, and completely prevent these attacks. Mm -hmm. It's it's very, very difficult, okay? And you can encrypt things. I think within 10 years, there won't be a system of encryption in the world that won't be able to be broken. Are you guys at Max Out Savings, are you recommending people, you know, do more to protect yourself with your online presence? Here's the, here's the, the, look, as near as I can see, the problem you run into is, is that you have to take the stuff offline. Mm-hmm. And 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 so, our 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 very sensitive stuff shouldn't be accessible by other computers, be, because you're sure you can sit there and do it. Uh, you you if you know you can break in. If you just pull it off the system, then it becomes very hard to break in. Right. And and the, and the problem is with IBM and the rest of these companies wanting everybody to move to the cloud. Then that basically is making everybody's data, everybody's blueprints, everybody's technology secrets. Everybody's national security clearance are open for any hacker to get into, and this is the problem. And this, I hate to bring this up, and I hate to kind of harp on this, but this is a really, this is basically the Pearl Harbor attack on the United States by China. I mean, I can't believe China has the audacity to sit there and do something like this. Mm. You know, this is it, it's very close to an act of war, is what it is. It, 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 you know, it, it, they, they, China should. Why? Why are ships coming in? importing goods from China right now. Why aren't they all halted at the port or in, in every single container coming out of China searched thoroughly before it's even allowed on the thing? Why don't we make China pay a price for this? Unless you ask somebody to pay a price, they're going to keep doing it. If if our national security uh, apparatus is going to be wide opening and, and our industrial secrets are wide opening for the taking, everyone's going to come and do it. That's right. Now, we, we have some calls coming yes, in from James. Hello, James. Hello. I want to put a couple of ways before i get into this uh obamacare your you could you could keep your doctor you could your insurance will go down well he lied all right and then there's so many different other ways our government has lied to us ball face um if you trust any news media that we have in our country because i get news media from multiple services overseas for one iraq doesn't talk about isis they talk about the dash our government only talks about ISIS. Overseas, they don't talk about ISIS. I want you to know this. We're, we're watching our news, so we believe this is real when we know they lie. Brian Williams, Hillary Clinton, she lied about being shot, too, on the plane. What my point is, is I have seen laws that are going into effect or they've been talking about. They're going to strengthen, uh, tighten down on our Internet, and, and, and the FCC rule that they passed, 
through the board of SEC uh, to tighten down. you got to see what is really going on. One way, we're going to go to a moneyless society. Greenspan said it back when he was uh, under Bush W., uh, George Bush, and Greenspan is going to say it. We're going to be well, in a moneyless society real soon. You have to understand everything has something to do with more control over us. This Internet, this, this, by the way, you never heard anybody come out on news from Target and home people and all yeah yeah no look, I, yeah I get that James and, and look I think the problem is 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 I, I think what we have to do going forward is a couple things is we have to get back to I call it we need to get back to the garden and that is the Constitution of the United States and the the, uh, the law and the and, 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 and the respect for people and, and this idea of some of the stuff we're doing is drifting a little too far away I, I appreciate the call do you have another question I just wanted to say that this whole thing about hacks, no one's ever been actually identified. Their identity was never stolen. So please, people got to wake up and do the research. Well, and yeah, this- no, that's a good point. But but yeah, look, this hacking is going on out there. And thanks for the call on Thank that. And, and but the hacking is going out there. And what mm-hmm. what I'm upset about is is in and I don't I'm not just going to blame this on the Obama administration but we have got to get tough with the Chinese on this stuff. I mean this for these people to come into our country basically what they basically did was send a team of people in, rifle through and steal and copy through all the file drawers in the government for the employee data. Now I think we've got another question coming in from Jim. Hello Jim. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you. Yourself. Great, great. Hey, I've asked you this question before, but I'm still not clear. I've been listening to various talk, uh, financial talk shows and uh, looking at the Internet and just wondering, with all going on with the Fed and interest rates, are bond, medium-term bond funds that, like Vanguard, Fidelity, possible illiquidity, are they, are they safe? And I can't get a definitive answer. Are they still safe? Yeah, are they safe? Yes. This is this is the interesting question with this, Jim. Is it's not whether they're safe. It's it's will they move in? Will they go up and down in value? And and, and the answer there is you're going to see more volatility in, in the bond funds because we don't have the liquidity. We we've seen interest rates jump up about eighty five points basis points, which is about point eight five percent of one percent. Across the board, you know, from the 10-year out to the 30-year since February, and being in February, that's a big move up. And, and a lot of bond funds are down year to date. Right. And, and so what you want to do is you're going to get volatility in your bond funds. But to give you an example, the 20-year bond I, I saw, I, I want coming off the – I've got the number somewhere here. It, I think it was about 5.28% on the S&P 20-year uh, government bond fund is down 5.28% year to date. And so you're going to get more volatility. So you want to take a look at your bond funds and go shorter term for now. Yeah, I've got I've got quite a bit in the short term fund that's like three to five years, and then some also in the seven to eight year range. But the main thing is they're not they're not going to they can't blow up like say equities could. I mean equities no. crash could crash fifty percent, but they can't blow up that much, can they? No, no. Oh, not at all. They, okay. Look, I think you're you're going to see some volatility in them and. And you could see them down. Well, I can live through that, but it's if they blow up like the market did, you know, in 2000 and 2008. No. Now, here's the, this is the, when you have to be really careful about your bond fund and in, in, in is if if there was ever a currency crisis with the United States and the dollar starts really falling, that is, that'll be your signal to okay. be very cautious of the bond funds because okay. then well, I'll keep listening to your show and maybe you can uh, – pinpoint that a little more definitive and i'll hang up love your show take care okay thanks i appreciate it jim and, and so the question jim had was just about you want to keep your bond fund shorter term do we have mm-hmm. how we come Ed, i believe is this what it says here. yeah ed we'll take a quick question ed how are you doing good i may be in a position where i can either add more money to a roth ira account or convert an existing ira account to a roth any ideas on which would be the most financially advantageous? And I'll uh, hang up and uh, take your answer on the air. Okay. Uh, qu- one quick question with this yeah. is uh, how much are you thinking of converting into the Roth? I would uh, hopefully over the next five years be, uh, if I was going to convert uh, an IRA into a Roth IRA over the next five years, I'd want to convert about 100000 Okay. Okay. Good. Uh, the final question, do you have a lot of yeah. money outside of your IRA? No, I have a I have a pension. I have a government pension, but I don't have a lot of cash outside of uh, the IRA. Okay, all right. 
Uh, okay, I will give you a quick answer here, Ed. The, the, the better way to do that is, is it, we find very few people actually convert an IRA to a Roth IRA. If you want to take maybe 100000 and what Ed's talking about in over five years, convert it, which means you're going to pay taxes on about $20,000 a year of the 100000 but then it's going to be converted to a Roth, and then you can it'll grow tax-free over time. And uh, and then uh, at, at any time you want to take the money out, you can take some out. Uh, I'm not sure you need to convert a, a hundred. I I would make sure you have about as you're coming into retirement, thirty, forty, fifty thousand, probably fifty thousand dollars outside of your retirement in a Roth IRA or another type of plan. So when you need money for a new car, a medical emergency, or something comes up, you have money you can pull out and access without having to pay taxes on it. So if, for instance, if if you need to uh, purchase a new car, you want to put down $10,000 on the car, and you pull it out of your IRA, your taxes are going to go up $10,000. Whereas if it's just in your bank account, you can take the $10,000 and it doesn't affect your tax bill. So for taking a small part of your IRA in, in converting to Roth, a good idea, Ed, over the – you don't want to convert – typically, we very rarely see most people convert all of their IRA into a Roth. There's more talk about it than people actually doing it because once they have to start paying the taxes, they don't like that. Yeah, not at all. I think we're coming up on a quick break. Yes, and- we are. As 713-339-1070 is a number to call if you'd like to get in on the conversation. You can also go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. While you're there, sign up for the Max Out Savings newsletter. And coming up in just a little bit, we're going to talk about more on the interest rates in the markets, as well as how you might be spending a little bit more money at the grocery store without even realizing that you're doing it. That's all coming up on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's solid advice from Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors, and he shares it with you every Saturday when the Max Out Savings Show airs at 10 a.m. on AM 1070, The Answer. Ted's method calculates risk as well as return to actively manage your investments in today's changing markets. Max Out Savings Advisors uses a finely tuned value analysis strategy designed to manage and mitigate risk to prepare and escort you through retirement. Listen to the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka Saturdays at 10 a.m. on AM 1070, The Answer. Hi, this is Sam Malone for Ability Tree Experts. The best, Louis Flory, great friend of mine, licensed arborist, third generation in the family, over 30 years taking care of trees. That's what they do. Ability Tree Experts, they make sure your trees are properly pruned, make sure the upper canopy is cleaned out. They also make sure that there's no insect or disease problems on your trees because they are valuable. They are beautiful, very expensive to replace. And a tree can be in distress for several months. You'd never know. But you know what? Lewis knows. Call 281-441-4179. That's the number I call. I'm a customer. Or go online. Ability Tree Experts' website is abilitytrees.com. You get a free feeding with every tree pruned. And you know what? You never know when the next storm is going to hit. So get those trees professionally pruned by Ability Tree Experts, Houston's leading tree care professional. Online. AbilityTrees.com AbilityTrees.com Mike Gallagher needs would-be Hillary voters to stop and think. 57% of voters to a CNN poll say she is dishonest. Hey, Hillary supporters, I'm talking to you. Would you pull the lever and say she's a Democrat, so I'm going to vote for her even though I believe her to be dishonest? Are you kidding me? The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 10, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1070. The answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings and investments. Kevin, what's that number people can reach us at? It is 713-339-1070. In fact, we have a couple of calls now. You want to go ahead and take those? Okay. Yeah, let's get Oscar. Hello, Oscar. How are you doing? Hey, good morning, you guys. You got hey, a... Ted. Yeah. Hey, can you hear me, Ted? Yes, uh-huh. Hey, uh, on the floating rate funds, uh, you get about a 4... I got a little bit on it right now, about a 4% yield. Hey, how, how, how are the... Uh, when interest rates do go up, uh, do they affect the floating rate fund? Yeah, you know, I, I think they will. Uh, which ones do you have? I have the T. Rowe Price uh, floating rate fund. Do you, do you remember the symbol? 
no, I don't. I'll, I'll try to track that down real quick. But it's one of the better ones, supposedly. Yeah. But, but my question is, how how effective are they? I mean, what happens when interest rates go up on, on something? Or is it a is that a problem also? Like the high, it's like a high yield uh, situation. Yeah, you know, I, I tell you what, uh, the, the deal is the floating rates tend to be loans. Is is what they really tend sure. to be, tend to be, and, and and so so what you have there is uh, is a let me see, it's FPRF. Uh, let me write this, and I'm going to actually I'm going to look at this chart, and I'm going to give you an answer here. Uh, they, they tend to be uh, higher quality uh, loans, which means they're higher up the capital structure, which is which is what we like to be. You, you want to be in the in the safer stuff in in fixed income because all you will ever get is your uh, is your money back in in your interest. You you don't get it really a capital gain per se. Uh, it's not coming up, but. Uh, the the problem is some of the floating rate stuff has gone underneath. Some of the floating rate will have it'll go down to say two or three percent, and if rates go lower, it won't go any lower than that. So when rates start moving up, it'll take a little while. But in a rising interest rate environment, floating rate funds should be, be do better than than other funds out there, and and, and they tend to be uh, fixed. They tend to be loans, which is the higher uh, senior loans, which is higher up the capital structure. So I like floating rates in here. And then one more. You know, on the uh, Dennis Hester case, yes. where he was taking out more than $10,000 from the banks uh, in cash, they're monitoring that, the, the government. Does the, if you have money in a bank and you want to take money out, do they monitor how much money you take out in cash? You know, that I, I don't think so. I've not seen anything. How they're monitoring is if you take more than I think the number is ten thousand dollars. about ten thousand dollars, but it then was the, his money. Yeah, and he was doing it for other for the reasons he should be doing. But the thing is, if it's your money, why does the government care uh, what money you take out? I, the, why do you have when you when you put it in? The government didn't care how much you know. Uh, they already know where the money came from. Why are they leery about you taking more than $10,000 off a bank, in, out of the bank? Okay, this is an interesting, really interesting uh, question here, Oscar. It's $10,000, and if you take 10000 in cash out of the bank, the bank is required to report you. And this, this I think, was put in like 20 years ago, when 10, 20 or 25 years ago, when $10,000 at that time was probably worth about thirty or $40,000. Right. And so it tended to be drug dealers or mafiosos taking the money out. And the problem is, is they've gotten it down too much. I, I, th- I think that that law needs to be looked at, and I think it needs to be moved up to $20,000. Because clearly, people shouldn't be getting in trouble for taking ten thousand dollars out of the bank. Because they can say, "Well, if you take a couple ten thousand dollar or say a couple eight thousand dollar increments out, people can say, well, what you're trying to do is you're trying to get around it.'" Well, you know, for some people, they'll take eight thousand dollars a month out in cash anyway, and and, to, and spend it. And so, what do you want to? What do you just want to keep it in your own home? For, yeah. for, for for your own reasons. Why why should the government know about cash? Uh, it's your own money, and and uh, you know when it went in, it went in legally, and and uh, you know and and so uh, there's something very wrong with this law where they're monitoring your own money. You can do with it whatever you want to with your own money. I thought. Right? Well, I know I agree with you completely, Oscar, and I and I think I think the solution that's an easy solution for everybody involved is I think they need to that num that ten thousand dollar needs to be inflation adjusted up to twenty five or fifty thousand dollars. So. It's really if they, if they're like, hey, Oscar, why are you taking fifty thousand dollars out? You know, what are you trying to? I, I, in theory, they could go might be drug money or something, but ten thousand dollars. Look, there's a lot of people that take that out of the bank each month, and that's their spending, and they don't use credit cards. So why are they being reported? Right. Okay. Thank you, Dan. I, I agree with you on this, by the way. And, and we're getting a lot of we're, a lot of people are talking about this this deal about why the government should be monitoring how much money people are taking out. Mm-hmm. And, and again, the problem is is this law was put in twenty five or more years ago when ten thousand dollars was more like twenty five or thirty. Yep. Now I guess we've got a call coming in. Uh, yes, right. Seven one three 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 nine ten seventy is a number if you want to get in on the conversation. And I believe uh, can't see it from here. But David, 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 do you got a question for us? Yes. I am. Uh, I had a catastrophic uh, back injury three years ago. Oh wow! And um, have been on disability from work. 
so luckily I'm receiving money for um, uh, disability. I'm in the process of um, going through and getting approved for Social Security disability, and I know that will uh, help shelter me from some taxes um, until my youngest reaches the age of 18. Okay, good. I have... um, I have cash in the bank that I've been, I use the disability money to pay for my regular bills. I've been paying my mortgage out of my savings. Fortunately, I'm 100% debt free except the house. Okay, good. Um, I have roughly $400,000 that I inherited that are, that's in, um, an inherited IRA and a 403b. Okay. Um, I owe approximately $140,000 left on the house. My question is, should I? Um, I know first because it's just in a savings account, and that's where the money's coming out of. Now, as that, should I just continue to deplete those cash? reserves out of the savings account and then start pulling from the 403B and the IRA, inherited IRA, to pay the mortgage? Or should I take a big withdrawal uh, from that and wipe out the mortgage completely? How, how much is your mortgage now? Um, it's How much do I owe or yeah. how much is it a month? Yeah, how much do you owe? I owe approximately 140000 Okay. Uh, how old are you? I am 44. Okay. I, I tell you what, what, what I lean toward uh, on, on this is I think you keep your savings put away and, uh, and, and just pay some out of this. You're, you're, uh, you, you have an inherited IRA, correct? Correct. Okay. And I, and I have to make the uh, – all I've been doing for the last uh, three years is making sure that I take the minimum withdrawal – because um, many people don't know that if you inherit an IRA and you don't take the minimum withdrawals after five years, the government uh, requires you to take all the money at once yes. and pay cash on, and pay all the taxes. Pay the taxes, yeah. And nobody told me that when that was inherited. I Luckily, on December 27th, I found that out on the, the year that I had to make my withdrawal and was able to get my um yeah uh, yeah no this is this is a problem out there when you get inherited an ira you really need to get with a financial person like myself or someone so they can kind of help you with that but i i tell you what this is you're required to take the money out since you've inherited it i would use that to pay your house note pay off the house note rather than no no just just continue to build no just make the make the let it continue to build, but they're requiring you to take some money out. Use that as to payment on your house. What, what, and then you're going to be getting Social Security coming up uh, with the disability, and, and then that will give you some more money to make your payments. The, the problem, well, 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 being on disability uh, shelter me from having to pay um, certain taxes. I know it will lock in my real estate uh, my uh, my real estate taxes at, at the, the rate they're in now. They'll never go up. Um, but will there be more shelter? Um, well, keep, keep in mind a couple things. You're going to get the deductions on the interest for the house by doing it. You're going to let your money grow. The, the, the thing you have to remember, you're a young person, and so what you're going to have to do is live a long, you're going to be living a long time, and so what we need is we need your savings to grow over time, and if we take the savings and pay off the house note, then that's going to kind of cripple your savings rate, and so it's, I think it's important to keep your money together as close as possible and not pay off the thing, and then, and then work, once you get your Social Security, that's going to help you, give you some more money to pay off the house. And do uh, to continue your payments, and then in in how many more years do your house is paid off? Um, with the it's I'm probably close to twenty. Okay, so that that should get you at sixty four years old. Your house is paid off. Maybe you can pay out a little sooner. In the meantime, all your four hundred one, your four hundred three b, and your inherited IRAs, and your money continues to grow over time. That'll be uh, your retirement. When uh, you see. 
Yeah, and I know I need to probably need to talk to somebody that's more involved in the disability part, but if you're considered mm-hmm. disabled, are you able to mm-hmm. get into your um, 401k tax-free? Uh, I, you know, I don't know on that question. That one's not been brought up. Okay, because luckily enough, I, mm-hmm. I did start saving when I was 18 years old into a... Um, I, I, I was smart with my, my my dad was very very intelligent and was fortunate enough to um, leave me leave me money, um, but I never never dreamed in a thousand years that I would be um, physically disabled at this age. Well, I, I tell you what what I like here is that I, what I like is that you David is you've got you have a really good setup for your retirement. You're, you're, you're really well along on your retirement plan. And so all you need to do is keep that retirement plan together and just make enough to make your house payments, and, and you're going to be fine. So just continue to complete, deplete the cash savings at the regular bank that I have in my savings account and paying off the mortgage and my, um, you know, when Murphy comes knocking on the door, deplete that down to nothing until I have to really start hitting the... Um, um, inherited part. Yeah, um, well, I I don't think you want to deplete it to nothing. I mean, I think you can take some out of the other one. But keep in mind, you're going to be getting the Social Security checks, and when that comes in, that should slow that depletion down, correct? Um, it will sub... Fortunately, I work for a company that uh, will... I can do a... Uh, I've already applied for a disability retirement, and they will pay me close to 50, almost 50% of my pay until the age of 65. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I think... So I, ha- I have disability insurance. Basically, I'd be getting a check from Social Security, and it would reduce the amount the company has to pay me. Mm-hmm. Um, See, this is what I'm, I'm hearing on, on your deal is you're going to have a real hard time increasing your savings. So you want to try to keep that savings together as much as possible and find some other way to make the house payment. You follow me? Yes. So if you just let that grow, that's going to give you a good retirement. Okay. That's I guess that's my answer. And by the way, uh, it, call me at the office if you want to talk some more on this issue. I'll be happy to help you. Okay. And that number is? It's 713-627-0400. Oh, 0400. And you're in Houston? Yeah, we're over in the uh, Slumberjay building by the Galleria. Okay. Okay, David. Yeah, it's kind of a complicated thing, and it might take a little more time, but I'll be happy to help you out. Thank you so much for your time. Okay, take care. All right, 713-339-1070 is the number to call. It's the Max Out Saving Show, and, and as he said, you can contact him at the office if you have uh, maybe a question you don't want to air out in front of everybody on, on radio. Uh, just have a, a time to set up an appointment with Ted. You can also do that on uh, the website, maxoutsavings.com. You can set up that appointment. You can also sign up for uh, the Max Out Savings newsletter. That's right, and uh, we're just writing. By the way, that was a great question. Mm-hmm. I really like that question. Uh, we, we're, we're, we're writing our new newsletter now. We're writing some about the volatility and this big move up in interest rates. And so we have a lot of great stuff in this Max Out Savings Report. It's free. Uh, if you want a copy, just go sign up at the website, and I'll be happy to send it to you. It's, it's, we've got a very good list of people. Thousands of people get it now, including some top financial people, interesting enough, have requested it. So... Uh, it's there to help you. You know, I, a couple things. Where do I start? Oh, here's a bit of good news. <laughs> yeah. the, they defeated the uh, the uh, that uh, bill for the uh, the free the, the Trans Pacific Trade Bill. Trans. You know that. Oh, yes. That you know uh, the TT whatever it's yeah. called. TT. I'm happy. I'm not a big. I don't trust what's going in that. But here's something. This is something we want to watch. We've been talking about on the show. The the XM Bank is going to come up for a vote whether to extend it or not. I think the Republicans might win on this thing. And the, it, it, the XM Bank is Export-Import Bank. It's kind of a big crony capitalism where these really big companies are going and getting loan guarantees and sticking the American people for. And I, I tell you what, uh, Con- Congressman Jeb Henschling out of Dallas mm-hmm. had, had a really good, good he, he had a great op-ed on this thing. And, and I really think that this we need to, to eliminate this bank. And if the charter is going to expire on June 31st, this is something we want to watch. If we can win this, this is a big win for the conservatives. And his, this is the, I, I just love this sentence he, he said in, in, the, in the op-ed in the journal, Wall Street Journal. 
how will we earn the moral authority to reform social welfare, the social welfare state unless we first reform the corporate welfare state? And this will be the first big step. So watch this this week. This, imp- this Export-Import Bank is a big story, and if we can get it eliminated, it's a big win for the conservatives. So that's up for a vote in it's, Congress. Is that the idea? Yeah, yeah. This, so this is, this is exciting. I think we're finally making some headway uh, on some of this stuff. And, 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 and again— if if we have to make cut, if we have to go to people and say, "Hey, we're uh, we're going to sit there and 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 have to cut back some of this stuff," we have to first look at these big corporations, mm-hmm. and and so, uh, so we'll see with that. Uh, what interest? Very interesting story here. Did you see the story, Kevin, about the uh, McCormick black pepper? I did. This one just blew my mind when I was reading online last night. Yeah, there's something. <laughs> McCormick pepper is being accused of slack fill. Which is, I was like, what is Slackfield? I thought I'd heard of everything. Yep. But it's, an, it's, it's a law that's on the books where you can't go and fill, put something in a container like just a small amount and ship this, and sell it in this big container. It probably has a lot to do with, look, we're trying to ship stuff and we can't have you guys monopolizing the, the shipping. But, but McCormick pepper, you know the McCormick uh, pure ground black pepper, those little mm-hmm. cans? Mm-hmm. Okay, they, re, they reduce the amount of pepper in the can from four ounces to three ounces. Wow. It, it, that, that's a 25% drop. But let me guess. They didn't change the price. They didn't change the price, Ooh. and they didn't change the size of the container. So they're at, in some cases, they're selling the same containers. One is three ounces and one is four ounces. Uh, you know, it's the same thing. And so one of the other, uh, pepper, one of the other companies out there came up and said, uh, Watkins, privately held uh, spice company, said, well, look, they're suing them. They said, you can't sit there this violates the the slack fill laws uh, because there's obviously not very much pepper in that big container because you cut it by 25 percent so you should have to shrink the container mm-hmm. and, and but this is something a lot of corporations are doing they're, they're, they're cutting down the amount that 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 you're getting in the package but they're keeping the package the same so when you just reach up and grab it they, they will sit there and they'll uh you don't notice it now of my, all of all things that you can really not notice it on, buy toilet paper sometime. Oh yeah, that would be. You it. can't tell how much is on there because that's well, what they do. That's the way they've they've cut it out and they've made and, it fluffier. It looks like the same size roll, but they're but buying it's, air. It's le- and that's that's what they're doing, and and that's what what you're seeing with this type of of of, of products out there and this pepper thing. My my grandmother, by the way, she knew the price of pepper. If McCormick went up two cents in their black pepper she would she was like a hawk on this stuff i mean she she'd come into town and visiting and we'd be shopping at the store picking stuff up because she could get it cheaper here but this is the big thing so mccormick cut the amount by 25 percent kept the same package and the same pricing and so what they did is effectively raise the price on things and this is a big battle so they're being sued for slack fills now coming up here in a break we got a we got a break coming up mm-hmm. okay uh we'll be right back if you got a question or comment 713-339 uh, 1070 right here in the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Savings Show. Serving the Houston area since 1986, South Coast Hydraulics is a leading provider of sales and service for a full line of components, including cylinders, motors, pumps, valves, controls, high-pressure pumps, and gas boosters. South Coast Hydraulics can custom design, supply, or manufacture, install, and service systems in your plant or on your mobile equipment. Drop by South Coast Hydraulics at 10,010 Comanche Lane near Gessner and Hempstead Highway, or visit them on the web at schydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Saving Show. We've seen a lot of volatility in the financial markets recently. Do you have a plan in place to protect your retirement? Max Out Savings can lead you through these troubling times so you can enjoy your retirement. Retirement should be a time to follow your dreams, not to worry about your investments. Let Max Out Savings be your retirement partner. Set up an appointment with us at maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. Or call us at 713-627-0400. That's 713 this is Hugh Hewitt for the Town Hall Review. The president made a big foreign policy announcement. Let's not, uh, I, we don't yet have uh, a, uh, a complete strategy. 
And as you might have guessed, it didn't sit well with military strategists. You don't right. go in right. without having a plan. You, you don't announce a mission without working backwards and figure out how you achieve that mission. Lawmakers weren't impressed either. First off, it would help if he'd call Islamic terrorists by their name. Yep. Uh, and second, it would help if he would quit putting political constraints on the recommendations of our military commanders. And here at home, we saw portions of the Patriot Act vanish. People are worried. They're worried about the national security. They're worried about, is their family going to be safe? All this and more. Don't miss it. Join us for our program and visit our new website at townhallreview.com. Town Hall Review. Sunday mornings at 6 on AM 1070. The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. What's that number people can call us at? It is 713-339-1070, and I believe we actually start this segment off with a caller right now. Yeah. Hey, Jerry, you had a question for us. Yeah, Ted, a great show. Uh, really Thanks. troubled with the current market, and you mentioned that you were keeping about 25% of your portfolio in cash. Is, is that yeah. the right amount, or should we be increasing it? What's your latest thoughts? You know, that that's actually a good point. Here, here's what I'm wrestling with. The, the, the Dow is underneath the 100-day moving average, and the S&P isn't quite there yet. But that's sort of one of my warning signs that, that that's when you want to keep. I think you want to have at least 25% cash and, and see what's happening. Here, here's the interesting thing uh, is the volatility is really creeping up out there in, in, the, in the interest rates and the uh, the currencies. And the earnings aren't coming in as well as expected. Interest rates are going up. Uh, to me, I just I think you really have to have higher levels of cash. And and it's it's I think what's going to happen, Jerry, is I think you have to have your cash ahead of time, and it, it makes it kind of difficult because the market kind of goes up and stuff. But I think when this thing goes down, it's going to happen very quickly, and people aren't going to have the time to get out. Yeah, everybody thinks they can time it and get out at just the right time, and, and it seems like to me better start working that direction now. Yeah, that that that's what we're thinking, and and we think it's going to be something more akin to eighty seven in a way, uh, and and it could be that that it kicks off all these signals and everyone runs for the door, and and that's why I think you know better to be a little safe than sorry in here. Uh, makes sense. Appreciate you. Okay, thanks, Jerry. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, but th- but that's one of the problems is is. I think you want to run higher levels of cash because really, the I, I was running through the some of the the research today, uh, looking at at the, at the different uh, uh, interest rates and interest rates are up. Interest rates and currencies are now more volatile than stock than stocks. That is very unusual. The stock the stock market's up a little over one percent year to date. And currencies have been all over the place. Bonds have been all over the place. Longer-term bonds are down 5%. Uh, and, and, and this thing is just – and typically, the stock market is always more volatile than the, the bond market and the currency markets. Hmm. And, and the very unusual. And uh, I, I looked at some of the overseas, the German markets and different things. <laughs> they've been more volatile. It's really the U.S. Uh, the other thing uh, – what a couple of things we're seeing is – is I'm seeing real breakdown in the utility average and the transports average. Those tend to be tend to be forewarning of potential problems. And, and the, the theory with the transports is, well, if people are shipping things. They're, they're requiring more more uh, product and more raw materials, and the business is getting better. Well, those are dropping off. Uh, we I also was uh, just thumbing through some things online, and I see South Korea this week. Uh, cut their rates extremely, drastically, like record levels. Um, New Zealand had cuts in their rates. Is this affecting how we're doing uh, things with the Fed? That, that South Korea's got something. They're trying to get their their currency. That, that's got to do with currencies okay. in China and back, sort of back and forth over there. Uh, the, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the, the European, the Asian markets are really slowing down. China is really slowing down. And uh, uh, y- y- the other thing that we're noticing, too, is that uh, I came across a thing in the Financial Times this morning. The the uh, emerging markets are suffering the biggest weekly outflows in seven years as the, uh, investors pulled $9.3 billion out of emerging funds, emerging markets Friday. And, and this has got to do with 
the dollar's gotten much stronger. There's a lot of debt in the emerging markets that's denominated in dollars that these people can't pay back. At the mm. same time, China's materially slowed down, and the demand for commodities has gone down. And, and, and so, so this is something, uh, again, we're seeing a lot of volatility all over the globe. Really, the one thing that, that isn't changing appears to be our market, and I think that could change. Now, I think we have another call coming in from Brian. Hello, Brian. Uh, hey, Ted. Uh, enjoyed the show today. Oh, thank uh, you. What, what is it going to take for these uh, economic overtures like the hacking situation in China to be considered acts of war? I mean, when you, when you mess with a company's economy, when you mess with a, with a country's security, when you mess with the financial health, you know, that's, that's like dropping a bomb. It's just uh, an economic bomb and not a, you know, a military bomb. And, you know, what, what, what's, what's it going to take? I, I, I'm just flabbergasted by this, and I'm wondering what it's going to take for, you know, is this going to be a military overture? Is the, is the, is the United Nations going to have to get involved? Because I think what you're saying today about uh, about uh, the Chinese hacking situation is just right on target. Well, yeah, thanks. You know, look, I think this is the interesting thing out there. There is a war going on in cyberland. There, it, there's no doubt at all it's a war. And we have very good... I've been told by the high, at the highest authorities in the country that we have very good, very good offensive cyber capabilities. Now the question is, do we use them or not? And 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 it starts coming in with these with these attacks. It's where do you reach a point where you have to use them, or and maybe you want to hold those back because you don't want to show your cards of what you really can do. But maybe you do it another way. Maybe you sit there and and, and slap down China and say, look, fine, we're going to put. Uh, a tariffs on your products coming in from China, or we really make China pay a price for this. And I, I think there ought to be a pretty stiff price for an attack like this. Uh, and, and so that, that's kind of what I'm thinking, Brian. I'm, I'm afraid that, that the uh, the uh, uh, bleeding hearts are going to think that this is like chemical warfare and something that should never be used because it's, it's not, you know, there's just more ways to, to mess with, with a country uh, than just dropping a bomb. And, and I, I don't know what it's going to take us to wake up and, and take this kind of action. Is this is this something that would fall under the realm of bank fraud or, or wire fraud or anything like that? So is there any existing legislature that uh, we already have, any existing rules that this could fall under easily? Well, you know, it's it, look, I've had talks with Homeland Security people, senior Homeland Security people. I've had uh, talks on this with the FBI on a number of other things, and they're all kind of – it's surprising how it, once they get out of the country, and even here they don't really – it's not been persecuted, prosecuted. I mean, you know, you got some kid on the street, you know, get caught with pot or something, and they just lower the boom on him, and then people are, are, are ransacking our financial industry and industrial base and hacking, and, and nothing seems to happen to him. And I, I think the answer, Brian, is we're going to have to take a pretty tough stance on this. And, and it's the old thing about Libya. You know, remember, Libya was causing all those problems, and then one day Ronald Reagan came up and dropped the bomb in his palace, and you never heard a word about it. It was kind of a warning shot, and, and it's it's going to take a pretty strong action. And this, this is a big, big story. That's why we've we brought it up here today is because we we think that that people are just only now understanding and and by the way i sort of said it kind of in jest but if they can get into our 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 top security clearances for all the secret information of all the employees and steal all that why can't they get in and control our nuclear weapons and launch attacks Uh, that's frightening that's absolutely frightening what maybe it needs to be a covert action maybe it's a the CIA and the people that do this uh, sort of thing on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, you really have to you have to make the other side go, whoa, you know. So they go, hey, it's okay to kind of go here and there, but you better stay out. If you go too far, there's a price. And right now, I think in the world today, and this is why I came down so hard on this: the world today, the the rest of the world views us as a patsy that they think they can steal technology, financial information. Or uh, or uh, national security secrets at will and just with no consequences and, and that's a really severe problem and it endangers the American people. Scary, very scary. Thanks, yeah. Dad. Thank you. Yeah, I mean this is this is really a, a tough one and it's uh, you know I, 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 we talked about this five years ago and, and brought it up on this show. We brought it up a number of times. We said this is coming. This is a big thing, mm-hmm. and we have to prepare for it. And then you look around, and you see this happening. Hey, a couple of things. We're coming up in the end of the show. 
If you haven't signed up for my free Max Out Savings Report, now's the time to do it. Go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. We're going to be writing about some of these big moves in interest rates. We've seen some of the biggest moves in interest rates since 1998. What's happening? We're, we're in the midst. We talked about at the beginning of the year about currency wars. They're starting to play out. The world is rapidly starting to change. The stock market hasn't moved. It's only up a little over 1% year to date. Seems pretty quiet, but underneath it, things are churning, churning and changing all over the world. And we're going to see some big changes coming up. And you have to be cautious with your money and your retirement. And so if you need some help, go to the website. The website is maxoutsavings.com. Spell it out, by the way, M-A-X-O-U-T, savings.com. And get signed up for the newsletter. You can also find information on how to get in touch with Ted. Um, and um, Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's a very easy thing to do. It won't take you long to get the, get the signed up for this. And, um, you want to set up a meeting with Ted or something along those lines. That's where you go to the website. Once again, maxoutsavings.com. He'd be happy to talk to you like the caller who had such an, a great question earlier about inheritances and, and what do I do now that I'm disabled? Things like that, that you really need one-on-one counseling on that kind of thing. Yeah, and we'll be happy to help you out on that. Uh, a couple things we talked about. We we were talking earlier about the cyber, the big cyber attack. Actually, a couple of them that that struck the United States, where we lost our all the security clearance information for U.S. employees and military and uh, intelligence people. And, and we talked about a lot more volatilities happening in the market. The U.S. stock market hasn't gone anywhere, but big moves in bond markets, big moves in interest rates. You want to keep your bonds shorter term here. You want to reduce the risk. And because there's a shortage of liquidity in the world, and that's what people are concerned about. The big money's very cagey and concerned and backing off. So you, so you want to take some action. So if you need some help, go to the website and sign up for that free report. I'll be happy to help you there on the report. We write a lot of stuff to try to help, help you with savings, investments, and your retirement. Thanks a lot for listening to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka. Uh, and we got Kevin Charles here, and, and we'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070. The answer.